1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates
0: price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff or sponsors from Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river lake and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. ha!
2: <laughs> You're on the crazy train. All
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan.
2: We'll do the driving for you today on the crazy train. Yeah, we might get off the rails once in a while, but don't worry. We'll get you to where you're going. So sit back, take a ride with Dan Bush and me, Tom Newbauer, Nick Bodie. Last week on the boards, last time he's off to bigger and better things. And uh, so anyway, yeah, you know, we come to you every Saturday morning and the ride lasts from 6 to 8 a.m. And you can always get in touch with us at seven nine nine twelve fifty. 799-1250. That's 414 799 1250 Or you can go to the Smokies inbox and email us live at CEOGuys at Yahoo.com. Okay, Danny, what do you got on the list this morning? Anything interesting? No, I forgot my <laughs> I forgot
0: my list at home. Oh Mom. no. Yeah. Oh. Oh, gunner, I'm looking through my stuff. That's what happens when you wake up late. Yeah. And have to rush out the door. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, you and I both cut out the same thing about uh
2: the West Nile vi- virus found in the state's, state's rough grouse. It says 29% of Wisconsin's rough grouse in 28 in 2018 have been exposed to the West Nile virus. So, well, we know it's out there in the mosquitoes. I guess the grouse are getting the brunt of it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I guess that's. Uh, I don't know.
2: I
0: guess that's pretty high, huh? Does that,
2: does that mean if you shoot a rough, rough grouse? Okay, if you shoot a grouse and it's got West Nile virus and you eat it, are you going to get it? Well, you did. Did you? Read I don't the, know. Did I you didn't read the whole no, article, Tom. No, I didn't Tom? read the, no, well, didn't then read the, the whole thing. article. Don't just read, read the, the headline. Thing. I didn't read the whole thing. Well, what's I the read matter the first with you?
0: Paragraph. <laughs> that was it. That was enough for me.
3: You gotta look at it.
0: I just grabbed it. I didn't look at the whole thing. It Says West Nile virus also found in humans. Yeah, horses. Yeah, is known to be fatal to birds. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. out there.
2: You can get it.
0: You know, people can get.
2: A few people get it. And then there's another one of those tick orientated uh, things that uh, it's from the mainly in the East Coast, but it's moving our right. way. I forget what it's called. There's another one out there. I'll tell you, you, Danny, there's so much weird stuff out there. But, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody about uh, CWD this week. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I was talking to somebody about CWD this week. And, you know, Nick, uh, have you ever – let's put it this way. Have you ever shot, cleaned, and butchered something that you were going to eat?
4: Yeah. Yeah, done it with your –
2: All right. Why don't you take that call? All right. I'll just talk. We got callers calling us right away first thing in the morning. What are you doing up so early? Oh, I know. You're listening to our show. That's why. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, you know, if you have never done that, you really don't know what is all about, you you know, the food that you eat. Now, a lot of people are worried about CWD disease, right, the chronic wasting disease in deer. They're worried about that. And a lot of people have said, oh, I'm not going to eat venison anymore. Well, this one guy said, if you ever saw the diseases that are in cattle, in pigs, in sheep, in chickens, in turkeys, all, all of that stuff that we that we buy at the grocery store, right, you'd have a second thought about eating that too, you know. But we just don't see that stuff. And we only hear about, you know, the the deer problem with the CWD we don't hear about I don't know whatever diseases other diseases are in with uh, you know like livestock but I'll tell you it it it's a you get a greater understanding of where your food comes from when you kill it and butcher it and then cook it yourself it's it's different you know, It is totally different. You get a better understanding of it. Who do you got on the line there?
4: Well, I have our old pal Kean from Kansas, but I believe oh. he's actually coming to us from Nebraska this morning.
2: Oh, okay. Hey, good morning, Kean. How are you doing today? Good, guys. How are you? Good. Uh, well, Danny's uh, off doing, taking care of some business real quick here. He'll be back here in a little bit, but uh, are you in Nebraska today?
1: I am. We, uh, yeah. I got in last night, and my buddy from the UP got in about an hour afterwards. Yeah, so we're getting dressed and getting ready to climb into a tree stand.
2: Getting ready to get out there and get them. Huh? What's the what's the prognosis look like for deer hunting in that year area there in Nebraska?
1: Well, it's it's looking actually good. We went uh, when we got in last night. We went to put a couple stands up and we got scrapes and rubs. Yeah, all over. Um, so the activity started. I think it's pre rut, but um, that's why we came a week early to try and get them in pre-rut instead of when they were already hooked up, if you will.
2: Right, right. Hey, I got a question for you because this has been, uh, we've been talking about this uh, for a few weeks here. Have you ever gone bear hunting?
1: I personally have not, um, but the majority of my bow hunting buddies have.
2: Yeah? Have you ever wanted to do that?
1: That's on my bucket list. It it is,
2: huh? Okay. Well, the only reason I bring it up is because my middle son got a bear this year. He finally got his permit and got one and he gave me a hunk of the rump okay of, right. the, of the of the roast of the butt and uh right. he wanted me to smoke it for him and you know what bear meat is very good i was surprised bear at is. how tender it was the only thing yeah, though it's, you the it's only, rich too yeah it is and and the only thing you got to do is make sure it's well done that's that's the main thing but right. uh, otherwise you get that you ever see that show uh, meat eater with that one guy I can't say what it has. Oh, there's a show. If you look it up on cable or some, look it up, you know, it's called Meat Eater. And this guy goes out, and he goes all over the world, all over the country, shooting different animals and then eating them, okay? And fish and game, both. And, uh, well, there's an episode where he actually even ate monkeys. He was down in South America, (laughs) (laughs) shot a monkey and ate it. But, but no, in this one, he uh, uh, shot a bear and— he was, he was too quick to pull the trigger on eating it. He didn't want to wait, and he ate it before it was well done. And him and two other members of the crew all got sick. They all got that trichinosis. <coughs> yeah,
1: he... That happened. At, I, I owned a bar. I, I don't know if you ever heard of the old Bamboo Bar in, on Shawna Lake.
2: That sounds familiar, the Bamboo Bar.
1: It's on the South Shore. It's where all the Packers used to go back in the 70s. Okay. And I owned that for. What, what'd you I have a?
2: Seven... Hey, what'd you have a strip club there or what? <laughs> well, no, not
0: really. <laughs> there was one called the Bamboo Room in Green Bay back yeah. in the '60s, '70s. It was, by the way, okay. Tom. But that's probably well, so they could kind of get out of town and get okay. away from
2: everybody. Okay, continue. Well, what you, continue.
0: So anyway, so uh, a buddy of mine
1: who I was up somewhere around the Hurley area, he yeah. shot a bear mm-hmm. and made sausage. And of course, he didn't cook it well enough, and oh. brought it into the patrons, and yeah, it didn't take long for about six people to get sick.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, uh, what what are your goals for today? I mean, uh, antler wise, are you shooting just bucks today?
1: No, we're, no? we um, we 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 trophy hunt. We don't. Uh, each each one of us, we shot our, our number of, of deer with bow and arrows. Right. But we're looking. Uh, last year, we missed a big ten. And when I say big, I'm saying probably 20, 22 on the inside.
3: Wow. We that's... both
1: missed him last year, and he's still alive. So right now he's on our bucket list. But there's another big 10 that we got on camera. Um, so our goal today is to see deer. It's, it's, it's still relatively warm. We got a front coming through Saturday, uh, which we, I'm sorry, Monday. We might get snow and rain, and I think that's when things are going to switch for us. But right now we're kind of in, in scout mode.
2: So basically, you're looking for that one big one.
1: That's that's yeah. There's two big ones, and that's and we got three tags. I got two, and my buddy's got one. Okay. So, um, but right now we're, we're we got our, our focus on the big one, but there's another big ten out there too that I would kill if he came yeah. by.
2: Well, good luck to you. Maybe you'll right. call I'll, us next week and tell us you got him.
1: I'll be, I'll be home and you you guys get an update. I appreciate you guys taking my call. All, All
2: right, right. good luck. <laughs> Thanks, Kian. See you guys. Bye now. Thanks, Danny. I. I I gotta read you something. Okay, what do you got? And, and Nick, you're gonna, you know, on the on the show here, I I point out inequities in government spending, and that deal with fish well, and game. What? What do you, a f- fiduciary over <laughs> yes, here? Yes, I'm a fiduciary. Are you part of the fiscal yes. Uh, yes. department of uh, yes. fiscal yes. responsibility? You uh, know, like we talked, like we talked about how what's dumb your title? It was.
0: The Bureau of the Newbauer Bureau of Fiscal Responsibility. Yes. In other in words, fishing game. Telling everybody else what they should be doing. No,
2: not what they should be doing. I just point out. What they out, shouldn't be doing. I put. I point out the uh, weird things. You know, like the uh, putting the 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 wolves on Isle Royale. You know, spending all that money, millions of dollars, when they could just sell some licenses and have some guys go in there and shoot a few. I mean, you know, things like that. Well, here's a okay. good one. Now you got to listen to this comment, Nick. You paying attention? All yeah, right. oh yeah. Nick's he's, paying attention. Here, here, he's here, breathless over here. Now here's the he's comment. He's so poor he can't pay attention. Now this is about the 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 white the big uh, white sharks off of Massachusetts. The, the big white sharks. The, you know the man eating white white sharks, whatever the heck they're called, great whites. Yeah, this great. is about those sharks off of Massachusetts. All right. We, now we got it. Here's the comment. Ready? <laughs> there is no. One solution that is going to allow for people to be safe should they choose to enter the water. Should I say that again? There is no one solution that is going to allow for people to be safe should they choose to enter the water. Okay, okay that was a conclusion of a $50,000 study about the great white sharks off the coast of uh, Massachusetts fifty thousand dollars to come up with uh dude don't go in the water you could get eaten (laughs) i mean i think a a 10th grader could have came up with that solution you could have just given him a ham sandwich you know you're kind (laughs) of
0: complaining about the fifty thousand dollars well guess
2: whose money it was
0: yours and mine and
2: every other you know, taxpayer that's,
0: that's chump change though for a single straight white wealthy landowner from douglas county man well then they should 50, write. 000. they should write you a letter 50, and fund it. But, 50, but you know
2: what i'm saying i know what you're saying fifty yeah, thousand dollars to come up this is the what they advise now just be careful don't go into water if you don't want to get eaten i mean 50 grand for that are you kidding me are you kidding me? they could have called me about have done it for half the price <laughs> yeah. But it came out of tax dollars, government funded it, you know. I mean, it's just so easy to spend everybody else's money, you know. Oh, God. And what did we talk about last week about that, where they wanted to uh, not castrate, they wanted to uh, give uh, yeah, vasectomies wanted... to deer
0: in Long well, we, Island. Well, Tom, we don't know if it was vasectomies Well, that's what say. it said, yeah. They did wanted it say, to did do, it say yeah,
2: the word $12,000 $12, a deer to, give them, uh, to
0: catch them tranquilize I them. I thought they were going to sterilize vasectomy. them, but they didn't say how they were going to sterilize Well, them.
2: that was in there, yes. It was in yeah, there. It was in there, yeah. They were going to tie
0: their... Tu- well, yeah. why don't they just tie
2: the female's <laughs> tubes, Tom? Well, I know. Why don't they tie them all? But th- that was a $4 million. Or, or, or were they just picking dollars. on the males? They were picking on the males.
0: But it was. A I think four, they were doing it to all the deer, Tom.
2: Yeah, it was a $4 million deal of which, Hysterectomies and stuff. ...of which $3.7 million went to the people running it, and only... 300 grand went to the actual. Oh, I'm telling you, it drives me crazy. Let's get on to something. Why don't you? Where what? is that trash bucket? I want to keep throwing stuff into it, but it's not there. <laughs>
4: Bears quarterback (laughs) Mitch Trubisky missing this morning. Still looking for him, trying to find him. No sign of the trash bucket. Is that what um, they call him, the
2: trash bucket? That's what I call him. Oh, that's what you call it.
4: Did you hear about the – there was a little kid at a – I think it was not a Cubs game because their season's been over for a while. Uh, I think it was a Blackhawks game, and they said, who are you going as for Halloween? And he said, Mitchell Trubisky, and the whole crowd in Chicago booed him. They booed a six-year-old. Yeah.
2: Booed a 10-year-old because he wanted to go as Mitch Trubisky, his Mm -hmm. hero.
4: Tough scene, man.
2: Oh man, that's that's rough. Those people in Chicago, they're rough.
4: Danny, they're tough. Who, who are you going for as uh, for Halloween? Huh? Ah. Who are you going as for
0: Halloween? <laughs> he says it's the costume. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm my costume. I'm gonna go as Tom Newbauer. I'm just gonna walk down the street complaining about stuff. He's gonna get a big black collar, oh, please instantly. pack a cigarette. Just gonna. I mean, I'm just gonna walk down the street oh. with a sign that says where's the launch <laughs> at North Lake and they'll right away, it's Neubauer. i'm just walking in to people like, hey that's a pretty oh. good recipe have you tried jalapenos <laughs> oh, on that? God. Hey, I got a hunk of rump oh, God. I, I was gonna it's about funny. the 10th time I heard a hunk I of rump I you, know. Know. you have to say I hunk know. of rump <laughs> I mean, I don't you know can't what you what see I got a piece it. of meat from the... But he keeps, I got a hunk of rump. You're the oh, one who said a it's a rump it's 6, rump. A. I don't know What would a psychologist say about that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what would a psychoanalysis oh, say? Why does he say a hunk I of rump? I think he would say it's oh, time to go to break. He hasn't yeah. shot in the hunk of Leave rump for alone. a while.
2: <laughs> You're picking on me right away this morning. Hey, I got an important question to ask oh, the sure audience. Sure you do. And you guys, when <laughs> we come back.
0: Life-altering. Yeah, life-altering question. changing <laughs> question.
3: When we come back.
0: Oh, yeah.
5: So fan she's the best girl
0: that I ever had. Sometimes you gonna make me feel so bad. <laughs> Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. 799 1250 is our number if you have a hunting or fishing story. And, uh, Tom, I know they had the uh, the Three Chucks John Lehman Memorial Muskie Tournament last week. There right. were eight fish caught. And uh, I think the biggest was a 46-incher right. on a sucker out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the guys, a lot of the guys took a beating. There, you know, yeah. there were 39 teams out there, 30, yeah. so that's like uh, 78 yeah. guys out fishing. So it's kind of tough now. Some guys claimed, you know, they had multiple fish, and a lot of fish. You know, a lot, a lot of guys saw nothing. Um, One team had two fish that won it. Yeah. yeah, they
2: had two. You want to take this call? No, not
0: really. I'd no? rather <laughs> just sit here and drink <laughs> my coffee and talk to you. It's probably just a probably just a bill collector or a uh, what? What do you get with those calls? Uh, robo the calls. Robo call, yeah. right? But we'll take it. But
2: we'll
4: take it. Who do you got? I'm not sure. It was in Mandarin, so we're not... No, no Rich in Milwaukee. <laughs> okay.
2: Hey, good morning, Rich. How are you doing this morning?
6: Gentlemen, I survived my first Halloween party of the weekend last night. Hey, Already, huh? Yeah, right. I dressed up as a horny
0: old man. Hey, so you, you went, <laughs> went as yourself, huh?
6: Well, no, what I did... Well, well kind of. It, it, I, I hit, you know, I'm a big shit antler guy. I've talked with you guys before. Yeah. And I put, I put a pair around my neck. I put four in each pocket, and I had two unlaced on, on the top of my shoes.
0: Oh, so you had all the antlers on, Tom. Oh, yeah. And they said, where are you? And he says, I'm a oh, horny, horny old man. Oh, man. And, and uh. you know there what? Were, there, were, there, were
6: there were 60 people at this function, and I guess I took second, although I didn't get anything for it. I damn near won. And there were a lot of people that went way out on uh, on costumes and that. Yeah?
2: Where was that at?
6: Oh, well, I was out in Muskego.
3: Oh, yeah? Okay.
6: And then uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was that uh, a week and a half ago, I I, I was musky fishing up in the Pentwell Lake area, and no one was getting nothing. Really? Uh, I am going to head back up tonight again uh, and then give it two days. There's quite a few areas I can fish offshore up there that are normally productive. I guess guess another another week or so. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's only going to get a little bit better. Were you uh, yeah,
6: the uh, the good bite I had last year was uh, right before gun season?
0: Were you dragging dragon suckers casting? Well, or? No,
6: I was casting a, a, like a like a shallow raider.
0: Mm. Okay.
6: And um, it um, I, I was talking to you last year about that. I it was a, my one of my first experiences with a muskie, and I had no clue. I thought, hey, I got a fish. I never set the hook on it. But anyway, so I'm just dying to get up there to try it.
0: Yeah, well, oh. it sounds like they, they're if you're using a, a what shallow raider, what they slide in shallow on you up there.
6: Well, you, you know, I, I, I've got a situation where it's it's all rock, and it, and then you, you know you got deep area. I was in a shallower area, and uh, I, I think the bait goes down about three feet. I don't think it goes down much further than that. Right. But um, the other thing I was going to ask you guys is is, is, is does the water? Uh, one guy was telling me that the water low, is very low up there right now. He thought that had an impact on muskie fishing. You guys got any experience with that? Or?
2: Well, I know over on the Pit and Well, there's, uh, I think it's the is it the Yellow River that comes yeah. in on the west end. And uh, you get a sucker run in the fall. And the muskies huh. will, will line up waiting to eat those suckers at the mouth of that river, you know, in oh. the lake. So uh, that's always an important place to be in the fall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As far as uh, level, uh, with most everywhere, water's high around the state. So yeah. I don't know if that's controlled by a dam up there where they well, can they let are. a bunch it's, out. It's, and it's,
6: it's, a lot of these are dams. And, yeah. And but but my comment on that was the water doesn't seem any lower than I normally see it. But he—he uh, he, I, I, he, he looked like a guy that was there all the
0: time, kind of fishing, and I thought, well, maybe he knows a little bit more yeah. than I do. But he could uh, have
2: been drinking too, you
0: know. Well, so. yeah, who knows? <laughs> he could be. He could could be right. Uh, I guess the only thing—just be a little bit more careful, I guess, as far as you're uh, maneuvering around in your boat up there if the water level's low. As far as the fish, though, any great effect? I—I I don't know. The fish are still in the water yeah. there somewhere, so and they still got to eat. So I agree. Yeah. So.
2: Well, hey, listen. Uh, call us next week. Let us know how you did.
6: Oh, you'll get. You'll, I'll be the first caller. All right. All right. <laughs> thanks. Hey guys, take care. Thanks
2: take for care. calling, Rich. Thanks. Bye now. All right. Here. Here's my question that I'm going to ask oh, the yeah, audience. that's Right. Now. Really important. Now, Nick, I want you to keep a tally of this because we want to know who who wins this. All right. You grab keep, your abacus back. Yeah. Man. You keep a tally of this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Your abacus.
4: Okay. I'll grab that. Okay.
2: All right, here's the question. I want you guys to answer this too. Now, being Halloween time, <clears throat> kids are going out trick or treating and all that stuff. What's your favorite candy bar? Folks, I'm asking you listening right now and you guys, what's your favorite candy bar? Now, this could be like when you were a kid, what you would get, you know, on Halloween. But like right now, if you could choose one candy bar, whether it be a fun size or regular size or giant size, what what's your favorite candy bar? So this is our important question yep, here, that's Nick. The important So, question. like, he's... 799 are, are you working for,
0: like, um... Mars, Hershey's, Milwaukee? You're working for, uh, yeah, which is a major... Uh, Mars Andy. and Hershey's. Those no, are but two there's, major ones. They're, they're under bigger banners, bigger name brands. Uh, and my those buddy, are two big ones. Hershey's Tri is Wood, real big. My buddy Troy Woodrow would know. Yeah. Um, well, Hershey's, I think, is yeah. a brand in and of itself. Yeah, it is. Yeah, ones. you know, as a kid growing up, I loved uh, the uh, Milky Ways and Three yeah. Musketeers. Are those your two favorite now? No. no. but uh, And I always liked the Hershey bars as well. But um, now I'm still a huge fan of the Hershey bar, and and the best thing to do is take it and throw it in the freezer. Oh, yeah, get it cold. Get it all, yeah. So I do that during deer season. I buy uh, a couple Hershey bars and carry them in, in the woods with me, and then they're nice and frozen yeah, and, yeah. and break up like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's always good. That's good. What was what was that caller's favorite?
4: Uh, we got a Snickers call right away. All
2: right, we got a Snickers. We got one vote for Snickers. Uh, Bushy says Milky Way and Mars. Kids what about li- you, Nick?
4: I think uh, I'm a guy who likes something a little bit crunchy in mine. Uh, so the take five is good, but, you know, it's kind of a tough find. I think for me, it might just be a Twix bar. You get the cookie in there, you get the caramel. I love that. What
2: about the $100,000 one? That's a little crunchy.
4: I mean, I'd like it <laughs> just for the $100,000. Oh, yeah, that That'd
0: would be, be nice. nice. Yeah. Well, the and, Nestle's and crunch bar was always good. Yeah. And then didn't they make a crackle one that was the oh, take yeah, off yeah, of the crunch? Yeah, dude. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, those yeah. are good. Those Those you are know. good too.
2: Well, I I, I got to, okay. Who, who does he that person like? What? Three Musketeers. Oh, I'll also the, a classic. Three Musketeers. Three, three Musketeers. three Musketeers. Yeah. You want you know what my favorite is, and you guys might not have ever have heard of it. Probably not. The zero bar. Never heard of it. It's got white chocolate on the outside. It's got nougat, caramel, caramel, and a few nuts in there. Nougat. Nougat, caramel nuts and white chocolate what's, on the outside. I call it zero bar. Nougat. I have no idea, but I like it. I what, <laughs> whatever it is. Okay. But uh, what? Yeah. Fo- oh, well. I They Tom. keep calling in to tell us, and we we want to know. Oh yeah. So. We, oh yeah. You, wait, where's it, the tally? Wait. Who's writing this stuff down? Oh, here, you're not I doing will. anything over there. Um. Okay. Yeah. Oh her, Oh, I heard that one. I heard Nick talking to the caller seven
4: nine nine twelve fifty. What's your favorite candy bar? We have one caller who says it's Snickers for him, but his wife likes the Hershey with almonds. Yeah, that's good too. Which is also pretty solid.
2: That that's
0: good. Oh
4: boy, th- these calls just keep oh,
2: call- yeah, coming in. in. We're keeping
4: on. Nick busy on
2: his
0: last day. I'm <laughs> all excited. We got all these calls coming in for you, Nick. Uh, Nick ben, looks really happy ben, back yeah, there. I know. Oh, and what? Are, and and do you get any trick
2: or treaters out by you, Danny?
0: <clears throat> yeah, they'll be walking the streets tonight. I think is tonight the special? No, the, spe- no. the uh, I think it's no? smack, is When it, is the official day where they'll be walking? Isn't it next week?
4: Uh you know, I don't know what it is locally here. Don't, uh, the Madison area, I think they're doing it Thursday.
2: Yeah, what was that callers? Don't
4: that
3: hmm? oh, Caller. Butterfinger? Butterfinger? Oh yeah, Butterfingers most are, are good. municipalities like
0: good. say. Trick or treating will be from this time to this time. They like set up yeah. safe hours,
2: certain times. None yeah. of it's
0: after dark anymore. Like the old days. Oh,
2: there are some places, Danny, that are. Well, there are. There are. A few. Yes, there are a few. Oh, okay. I think Muskego's got one of the after dark ones. Certain parts of Muskego, you know, certain what do they smaller have, communities. Do they have armed
0: guards walking with the kids or something. Then no, but I'll tell you, they my light my son, lights.
2: my son and his wife out in Muskego, they got drunk last year, or they got lit. Because the the, houses, the parents at the houses were giving away shots <laughs> or beers, whatever you wanted. Yeah. So they went around, and, of course, they were teetotaling that's and pulling the kids in need. a wagon.
0: A bunch of drunk parents walking around dragging their kids around after dark. Well, that's a great idea. That
2: sounds like a blast. That's, that's, that's a great idea.
0: I think that's wonderful.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, that's
2: great. Oh, we got all kinds so, of callers coming in.
0: When I was a kid in yeah. Green Bay, the streets we were in the Beaver Cleaver neighborhood back when people actually wanted to have children, baby boomers, yeah. so every house had at least two, three, four, five kids. The streets were lined with little urchins dressed up in costumes, walking up and down. We'd be yeah. out to well after dark, oh, yeah. and we'd take our pillowcase, and we'd have so much candy, you'd fill up a pillowcase. But then, you know, my buddy Arlen Breen, and he'd get smart and he'd start swinging his around and hit you in the back of the head with a pillowcase full of candy. It'd about knock you unconscious. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. We'd start having, yeah, some wars. (laughs) Who do you got on the
2: line?
4: We got Captain Big O.
2: Captain Big. Captain Big O. It's Dave O, come on. What do you mean, Tom? I'll cut you off the last night and catch on to talking to. Now, wait a minute, Dave. If he would have said Big O, I would have known,
0: but he said Big O.
2: He said he, big he, old, it was like it was all, in, ins- all one word. It's, it's
0: like Green Bay or Green Bay, yeah. but he, it's it's the inflection. But yeah. you still got to catch on quicker time. All
2: right. Well, it's our break time. But if you if do you if do you want to hold on or do you want to just give us your quick report, two three minutes shot? Oh, man. Hey, what do you want to do? Hold on, man.
7: There's a lot of stuff to talk about here, so I'll hold on. All okay. right. Well, That's great. Because then we'll listen. keep
2: you on for the next segment. All right. All right. We we got Captain Big O calling from the Bay of Green Bay. I think. And uh, it's going to tell us all about muskies and walleyes and whatever else is going on up there. And a gut report, right? Oh, that's right. Gut gut report. I'll make it quick when we come back. All right. Stay tuned for more right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, and uh, 12.50 a.m. Okay, just take us away.
8: Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly!
2: The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, I had a different recipe lined up, but I'm going to make it quick because we got the big O on the line, and we want to get to him. So this is what I did this week, and I would recommend it to you if you want to try something that's really good. Root vegetables in the oven. Potatoes, sweet potatoes, squash, carrots, turnips, parsnips, onions. Dice them all up in one-inch cubes. Take some olive oil and some favorite herbs of yours, some seasonings, Mix them all up, put them on those cookie trays or whatever you want. Put them in the oven at about 400 degrees. It only takes about a half an hour or so. And I'm telling you that I I just really like those, especially this time of year when it's cooler out and you know it's 32 degrees right now. So if you want something that's warm, satisfying, if you like all those type of vegetables, root vegetables this time of the year in the oven are great. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where where you'll you will find the best price selection and service at. At uh, 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Barstone, Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Yes,
3: I'm hungry.
0: Welcome back to Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors, and right now on the line we've got Big O. So take it away, Dave. Good morning, hey, Dave hey, Olson.
7: What's going on, hey, guys? hey,
0: hey.
7: So oh, you're, are, man, you up, are you are you going guy. out?
2: Are you going up this morning on the Big Bay?
7: Well, do I sound a little tired? I didn't sleep much last night because uh, let me just tell you a quick little fish story. Yesterday I had a couple clients on Sturgeon Bay. Yeah nice day to be out there and of course you know maybe a lot of these musky fishermen listening can relate to this story but uh sure enough we uh spent the better part of the day looking for big schools of shad which have just started to move into the into the channel There, water temps are about 50 degrees or so and uh and uh yeah we've seen some seagulls on the top and that's a tip for you uh musky fishermen you can always kind of check those birds out because they kind of help you find those bait fish but anyway uh, worked hard all day and sure enough found some uh big pods of shad and uh oh well here comes the board zip zip and uh grabbed the rod handed it to the client and uh cleared the inside boards and took in our time get the get the board off get the fish to the frable big kahuna and the great beast appeared right by the net and uh just like in slow motion i saw one trouble hook in the fish and uh a quick shake of the head and uh, out comes the lure and the fish just kind of just hovered there and looked at you and uh so and, and uh that, that was <laughs> what we were after and uh so sunk into the depths and uh yeah that, that was a uh, dandy boy i tell you what i uh that's what you're up there for but uh so yeah i didn't sleep much last night after replaying that in my mind a bunch but uh, how big how big do you think it was? Uh, oh well, I've held a 54 and a half. Um, yeah, and that water's really clear. I think sometimes, I think you'll agree, Danny. Sometimes you look at these fish in the water, and especially when they're really thick and and you know they got a big girth on them, it's it's tough to tell length. I, but I I feel like it was in that class. It was it was uh, it was a dandy, and uh, wow. but that's why we're up there. And uh, the clients got a good look at it, and uh, um, I think we'll all remember that for a they, while. Well, but, you, did, uh,
0: you did your job. You put them on a fish. Let me ask you, Dave, I used to go up there trolling and getting big pike in the uh, in the fall. Have you, are you encountering any pike when you guys are trolling for muskies?
7: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, it just seems as though yesterday, I don't know if it was the, the change in the wind or the high pressure or whatever, it was just a bit tougher. I know Dale Shoreshine was out with a client and he said it was really slow for the with a smallmouth, and I had a couple of buddies that were trolling the lower bay. And, uh, they kind of said the same thing, but uh, for sure, the, the pike are, you know, just an added bonus, especially when, you know, there's clients along, uh, you know, it's just some action there, but, uh, there's nothing like that clear water fishing up there, bushy. you know, you spend enough time up there and, uh, it's my favorite time of year. I, uh, I counted one boat out there all day and it was me. So, uh, you <laughs> know, uh the, the, the lower, the lower Bay, um, understandably so on a Saturday like today with, with fair weather, I mean, there's going to be dozens and dozens. I mean, those fish have all kind of transitioned down to that lower Bay. So they're very, uh, you'll see them all. You'll see the boats if you're heading up there. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: I, I did no. it last year and there were just too many boats. I, I like to get away from the crowds myself. I, I, uh, I'm gonna you know, on the channel there, it's interesting, Dave. I was up there with our friend John Lehman years ago, and there's a little bar right by the small bridge there, um, the bridge that's to the north, not the big the big bridge. And um, yeah. there's a bar there. I forget the name of it. And if you go in there, the the guy who runs it was a huge fisherman and they got a big big book full of fish pictures. In fact, uh, when I was there years ago in the spring, one of the bartenders was talking about how he'd been musky fishing uh, down near, I guess, what is it, uh, Shooter's Dock or whatever? There is that what yeah. it is, and uh, so they're all those locals. They they're on on it, but the, he claimed something about how the channel can vary depending on whether you got a current coming from Lake Michigan or from the bay. Something if the wind shifts and changes. Are you have you seen anything up there? Because he claimed that it affected the fishing
7: there in the channel. It does. I mean, current, I don't know if people realize it, but there the current on on the Bay of Green Bay runs counterclockwise. So it starts from the north, say Menominee River, comes all the way down, the water comes out of the fox, and then it turns and then heads north. So the, the western shore is very fertile, darker, stained water, and then as it turns the corner and goes north, there's, there's not hardly any weeds over there, a lot of rock and sand, but as you get up to the Sturgeon Bay area, it's still predominant. And and then like you said, if you put wind on top of that current, depending on the direction, I've seen it come down the channel and you've got weird like a, a Bermuda triangle thing. You got waves coming one way and you got current coming the other way. And it's uh it, it is a factor every day. And then you'll you'll have water coming in the top of the water column one way and current coming the other way. And then you'll see bait fish and, and mark, you know, muskie's pike and whatever in that comfort zone, you know. So that's why, you know, say you're trolling 15 feet or so and, you know, you got your bait down three, four feet because there's nothing on the bottom. They kind of find that sweet spot. But uh, I do. are you talking about Sunset Bay Bar and Little Sturgeon?
0: Uh no no I oh, uh, okay. I have been there I have been there as well but there's a place right in Sturgeon Bay uh it, it where you remember where the old uh what was it Max Sport Sport yeah, Shop years I remember ago that. yeah it's basically yeah. right on that same corner where Max used to be um it, it's and it's very close to Sawyer the Sawyer um the Sawyer Landing uh okay. actually if if you go from Sawyer head out of there and head over right over to the bridge. Um, it's, it's, it's right there on a side street. I forget the name. It's on the corner, but it's yeah. a pretty cool bar. They got good food there. And, uh, I wish I could remember the name,
7: but, uh, you yeah, got to stop so the, this, this time of year up there. I mean, it's 50 degrees. The, the white fish have not moved in yet. There's still plenty of fishing. I plan on being up there. I've got like two day two, two or three days blocked off till the end of November. And, then uh, it's like my, my favorite time of year up there. It's just, it's really, it's really a, a scenic day on the water. There's really nobody else up there. And, uh, you know, the, there's big fish in there, boy, after I seen that one yesterday. But, uh, you know, I got, uh, um, you know, hooking up with Dale Strohshine this year. We've done a number of musky combo trips, musky, walleye, musky, smallmouth. And, uh, it's really been a lot of fun. I, I really do enjoy it up there. So there are some opportunities to get get out yet this year. If, if you got your boat put away and you want to jump in the Ranger and, uh, and get out and fish, um, you know, wackywalleye.com. You can get a hold of uh, Karen and Dale and, and get you out on the water. But uh, how, how that's do, kind of a fishing report up there. Danny, you talked about a uh, trick-or-treat in Pewaukee. So today it's the business trick-or-treat, 12 to one thirty. Oh, Fox. okay. I don't, I don't know there if you go. saw that, Danny. I'm, I'm moving the studio a couple of buildings down. I'm, I'm uh, November 1st we're going to be in the building right next to the simply cinnamon and the tattoo shop. There, a, right? uh, a real, real nice place, a boutique style. So the studio will be there. We'll be out front handing out candy bars. I won't be handing out my favorite, which is a Mars bar. Anybody okay. remember that? Oh yeah. Oh, the yeah. Mars bar. I remember those. I remember yeah, those. yeah. We'll be handing out plenty of candy. And then, uh, put this on your calendar any of you musky fishermen and boys you guys uh November 15th we're having a grand opening party at the studio there we're going to have um drinks I know um Troy said he was going to donate some uh, adult beverages we're going to have a, a catered barbecue dinner LD's barbecue and uh we're I'm really proud of the place I've been in Pewaukee 8 years and uh, I just like like everybody to stop by, check it out, and uh, you know uh, have a drink and something to eat with us there. And then the next couple of days, we're doing a a vintage Christmas shoot for pets. So um, very unique. My mom's an antique dealer. We got an awesome set built. So we're doing these mini shoots with pets, and that's we're booking those. And I'm gonna have a lot of fun there. So uh, a lot of fishing and a lot of a lot of stuff going on at the studio, man. It's uh, it's awesome. I'm having a great time.
2: And how do they get a hold of hold of you, Dave? If they want to go fishing with you,
7: uh, fishing uh, simply wackywalley dot okay. and uh, that'll be a phone number, and you can email. And uh, you know we're we're booking trips there. Also, before I let you go, next April now, as soon as that ice is out, uh, we're going to be fishing that west shore from the Fox all the way up to Menominee that whole month. So. If you're thinking ahead, you know, let's get a day on the, on the books because that is an awesome time of year for walleyes, as you guys well know. Um, it's, it's just uh, it's an amazing time up there. It's such an awesome fishery. And then in May, we switch over kind of to that east shore up Sturgeon Bay and then uh, the smallmouth opener. And, Danny, this year we're going to get out and do that Washington Island smallie trip. We talked about it for years, but, uh, man, well, they got some big fish up there. Oh, yeah, so,
0: that sounds like uh, an adventure. All
7: right, we got to uh, run, Dave. Thanks for calling. Awesome, we appreciate it. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on. You bet. You guys do a good job. And uh, yeah, where do I get that uh, Tom Newbar costume again? Oh, There's shut like up! That <laughs> Just, go, go
2: fishing. I mean, uh, get get the, out of here. I, I look in the mirror and <laughs> practice right, the right. grumpiest look right, you can. <laughs> see, ya. that was Dave Olson of uh, uh, 360 Studios. <laughs> Captain okay. Dave Olson. Captain Dave Olson. Excuse me. Right. All right, we got to go to a break, folks. Coming up next is the Hornswoggle. Jack be, be a contestant. Win that $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market. They're known for their award-winning sausages, everything meat and more on Pilgrim and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. Call right now, 414-799-1250. It's a ragged tent where there ain't no
5: trees.
0: Back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush, along with Tom Neubauer and Nick on the board. Nick, we're going to miss you, buddy. His miss last, you guys, too. N- last week with us. And uh who do we have on the line here? Uh Let's see. Oh, you just handed it to me. We have Tim. Let me put my grasses on here. Tim! Tim's on the line. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? Hi, Tim. I'm doing all right. How are you guys? All right. So here so far. we go. Here's your big chance to win a $10 gift certificate for Carl's Country Meats. Hopefully, I'll be bringing... A deer to them very soon. Okay. He didn't answer a question yet. <laughs> I'm just excited that you're bringing deer. Oh, okay. I, okay, I got it. Okay. So anyway, uh, here's the first one. The Trump administration has expanded hunting opportunities to more than 1.4 million acres of public lands across the country. hornswoggle or no uh,
5: That's uh, Yes, sir.
0: Oh, that, that was a no hornswoggle. Yep, yeah. we've got access to many more uh, many more lands there thanks to thanks to the administration hunting opportunities. But here's the next one: when when deer hunting, if you want to be uh, careful when you shoot your game, when you walk up behind the deer and it's laying there, you think it's dead. Uh, be, stay away from where he, they might kick you. Kind of come up from behind it, and if you gently tap its eyeball with the barrel of your rifle. To see if it blinks or not, that's a good test to see whether it's still alive or not. Hornswoggle or no Hornswoggle.
8: Uh, uh That was no, a no
3: hornswoggle,
0: yeah, Tim. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, good
2: tip. about that, man. Did you know, Tim, that uh, a guy <laughs> recently uh, went up to a deer that he thought was dead and it wasn't, and it uh, gored him? Yes, Tom, that's yeah, why I okay. brought that up. Yeah, that's I was going to lead that up? into that. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know what right. you were thinking. Well, better luck next time, Tim.
5: Sorry guys. <laughs> That's Take all right. Care, man. Good luck
0: by now. Yeah, tell us about it, Danny. Well, uh, where well, was that at? Well, you and I both read the same article. Um, Nick might not have heard about it, but yeah, some I think it was down south by Kentucky or somewhere yeah. down south. Apparently the guy <clears throat> They don't know for sure what happened because the guy's now dead. Yeah, right. He had gore marks on him, but apparently he called got on his cell phone and called uh, somebody. And uh, and by the time they they got there and found the guy, they weren't sure whether he died from the gore wounds or whether he had a heart attack. Yeah, The guy, I think, was 50s or 60s, as I recall. Mm-hmm. And they figured that he was muzzleload hunting. Okay. And they figure he shot it from his tree stand with the muzzleloader. But when he went down there to check on... Uh, Bambi, which wasn't quite so much a Bambi, that's when everything went awry. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Now they said they're still searching for the deer, Tom. Oh, really? Yeah, they said they're looking for because they didn't find the deer. Oh, They wow. found him with like, yeah, gore. You know, he'd been gored. Yeah. Um. So, but it didn't say whether there was a blood trail or not, mm-hmm. which would you know show that he hit it. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering whether he hit it with in in the antlers because i've heard stories before where you know you hit them in the in the in the antlers and it knocks them unconscious and then when they come come to in fact i heard a story years ago from my dad and evidently he claims he i don't know that he knew the guy or whatever but some guy actually hit one and then put his rat his rifle in the rack of the uh in the process of putting yeah. it in the rack of the deer to take a picture, yeah. and the thing jumped up and ran off with his rifle. I've I've heard a story <laughs> like that. Um, so I have heard stories of deer jumping up and yeah. taking off. I'll bet some of our listeners have had stories like sure. that, where you know, so you got to really make sure that once you have that thing down, you got to make sure it's dead and not just knocked unconscious and gonna come to. I'd be curious to know what happened. Now, you know, my dad years ago, uh, this was going to be my next Hornschwagel question for Tim. I was going to say, if you come up on a dead deer and go to, you know, gut it out and it 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 has its hoof and kicks you in the groin, it won't hurt. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> he would have gotten that one, yeah, yeah, I think. But my dad uh, actually had a little one. He shot with his bow, recurve bow, on the field, Kewanee County, or Manitowoc County, on the ground. He shot a little guy. When he walked up on it and put his, his knife to its belly, mm-hmm. the thing kicked him in the head reflexively. Wow. Hit him right upside the head, and he said, you know, for a second or so, he was really stunned. Yeah. You know, and that was a little guy. So you can see a big one if that kicked you in the head. So, yeah, before you start taking your knife out and field dressing, you got to be really, uh, really careful. But I always put my barrel on your eye because it's a reflective reflex, right. you know, type thing where they can't help but... But blink. Blink, yeah, yeah. And can
2: you imagine if you were, let's say, elk or caribou hunting, and you came upon one of those monsters, and it wasn't dead yet, you know, and you go up there to take a picture or whatever, and that thing jumps up? I mean, those are some really big animals, a lot bigger than our whitetail, you know? I mean, that would be a scary situation, you know? So, And yeah. they say,
0: you know, they say, well, think about, like, dangerous game, like a bear oh, yeah. or a lion. yeah. And I think I've read stories where... You can almost interpret if a lion is laying in a certain way, like it's like not on its side, but it's kind of kind of on its belly. Yet, yeah, yeah. That kind of half crouched, that it's yeah. not really dead, and it can spring to action real quick. And I, I would think a bear can, you know, brown bear could be oh. pretty much the same thing too. I
2: wouldn't want to get in any kind of argument with one of those. Uh uh-uh. uh so Any kind of to, bear, <laughs> so you got to
0: really make sure. Make sure that it's dead when you walk up on it. But a deer, that's really strange. Yeah,
2: that is. That is. But well, well, we
0: have heard stories of rut crazed deer that were, you know, had bad eyesight, charging bow hunters before. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. You know, charge in their direction. Now, that's why I've kind of gone against the old idea of spraying myself down with dopey or anything like that. Yeah, you you know know what I mean. I don't. I don't want to go through the woods smelling like an estrus doe myself. Yeah, you don't want to. Lest some I buck. get an overly eager, yeah, <laughs> eager beaver.
2: <laughs> oh god, yeah, that that would. Did you did you see also see that thing? I saw it on YouTube uh, last month, I think it was, where uh, there's some place out in California where uh, they got these wild. I think they're elk walking around, and then the elk just decides to go nuts and starts attacking people and and flip one lady up in the air. And yeah, they just went, I mean, it's some kind of park where...
0: Well, I did hear, you, I didn't hear about a lady getting flipped up in the air, but I did hear of an elk... Attacking, kind of charging close. These people like to get up and take. And I think it is near Yellowstone or near right. one of the parks somewhere. Yeah. Well, this is this
2: is an actual like zoo type area where these animals are just walking around these deer and people yeah. feed them and whatever. And this one went kind of nuts. And, it, and this lady, yeah, flipped her right. It's on YouTube. And then they then flipped he, Then Do you he, see the lady go flying yeah, up in oh, the air. yeah. And then like a uh, wet sack of then s- the, a worker there. Who was actually from Wisconsin? Oh yeah, I the guess. guy's from Wisconsin. Hey, you gotta trust gotta have a good old he, guy he, from he, Wisconsin. He runs out. he He's in his jeep, you know, because he works yeah. there, and he drives. Then in front of the, I think it was an elk. Yeah, drives in front of it so that it doesn't attack these other people or hurt this lady anymore. And then I think it rammed somebody's vehicle or rammed his vehicle, rammed it, and you should see. You should see the hole that stuck right through that metal of the of the fender. Oh yeah, put one of those tines right through it. It was That's right. I did wow. read that. And that's all was, coming back to me. I did read I did read
0: that. And he went just the the, the that, animal just went down. Tom, that would be a perfect Allstate commercial. Think about it. Yeah. We cover Protect everything. Protect them from mayhem. <laughs> yeah. Like an elk. Like an elk. Put an sound- elk through the side of the door. <laughs> yep. We that- covered it. We covered dun, dun, it. That's dun, farmers. Dun, dun, dun. Or huh? as farmers. Farmers. Farm. Oh, okay. Oh, well, whatever oh, one. It would make a good commercial, though. Someone ought to hire me to be a marketing yeah. director.
2: It'd make a good commercial. you see, I
0: got great ideas. All right. Hey, when
2: we come back, then he, uh, my son Chris and I went fishing last Sunday. Is that the same one who gave you a hunk of rump? No. Different okay, different, different kid. Brother. Okay. All right. We got to go to a break. We'll be right back with more right here on Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. Big turnaround here at the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer. Nick Bodie. last day on the boards. The lord of the boards is <laughs> going to have no more boards. But.
0: I was on my way to get a cup of coffee and added had to turn around in yeah. we less than 10 seconds. I know. But well, well, we got no no uh, No, no, no news updates update. now. Can I no. do Can I? Can I? Traffic is light and variable on the Edens. We have one rollover on the Kennedy. Okay. <laughs> That's my... Come on, I want to do updates. Uh, And in Hortonville, Mrs. O'Leary's cow. Oh, I get to do this. Here's Bushy. Traffic is light and variable on Eden's And in Hortonville, Mrs. O'Leary's cow once again gave birth to a calf. That's been Bushy for your update. (laughs) Stay tuned for one next week or hour. Yeah, whatever. that's now to the Cutting Edge Outdoors.
2: Yeah, now to the Cutting Edge Outdoors, away, where we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, we are unrehearsed, and we welcome your calls to join us in our conversations. 414-799-1250 is the number, or if you want to uh, email us at the Smoky's Inbox, just go to Guys at yahoo.com. I'm going to check right now if we got any. No, we don't. Okay. So, so so last Sunday uh, my so. son Chris and I were out fishing and you know what it, the problem was last week Sunday it was too darn nice. It was warm, it was calm. It was a beautiful day on the water. I mean we went out in the afternoon, we probably got out about noon. We stayed out until right. dark. I mean it was it was just a beautiful day, but when that I'll tell you what it was beautiful day until The sun was just above the treetops. The clouds started coming over, and then it started getting cold, and then it started getting chilly. But uh, we were mainly casting for pike and muskies most of the day. Chris had one follow of a smaller muskie, maybe 32, 34 inches, something like that. Uh, That's all we saw as far as muskie and pike. But then my son said, hey, i got to take home some fish to eat. I said, okay, so this time of year, we always find perch on Oconomowoc Lake. Oh. There's certain spots in shallower water, okay. not in deep water. They're all in Big shallow perch. water. Well, you have to catch a whole bunch of four or five inches to get some eight, nine, ten inchers, okay? You got to catch a lot of little ones because they're all together, all mixed little, together. Little dinkers. Yeah. So for every four, five, six, seven, whatever little ones, you get a nice one. Okay. So you know you got a handful of nice ones. You know, mess of them, uh, yeah. decent ones to take home. We found some big bluegills. Uh, we caught a few bass, smaller bass. You know, by accident, really, on the mini mites, and that's right. all we were using was mini mites right. for the perch, the bluegills, and and we caught a we caught a Are few you tipping bass. Tipping them with any? No, no, just no, just the mini mite, just a, no, a mini mite. Under a them. float or without a float? Without a float. And the perch we were catching were generally in five, six, seven feet of so you're water. Just
0: chucking it out, letting it kind of sink on down, lift yep. up a little yep. bit, let it
2: sink, reel in a little slowly, lift it up, keep it right above. Got a lot of the areas where we're fishing had like sandgrass, yeah. weeds, and just keeping it right above that. And uh, and those little suckers, they're fast, you know. They'll come up and whack that baby, <laughs> you know. What I mean, so. Uh, but like I said, you know, it was it was nice to be out because it was beautiful weather. Uh, it was nice to catch some some good eating perch. My right. son always keeps hollering. Fifteen ninety nine a pound. We gotta keep them.
0: (laughs) You know the apple doesn't fall too (laughs) far from the
2: tree, there, Tom. Yeah, Mister. Yeah. I like to eat. And then he says, "Well, you know, there's a perch shortage." (laughs) He says, "I gotta get some perch. There's a shortage of perch." And I keep telling him, Chris, that's Lake Michigan they're talking about, (laughs) and and Lake Erie. I guess he doesn't care. You know, he just wants to just get some perch, man. Yeah. And then he was worried about his girlfriend cooking him dinner, and he says, "Yeah, if she doesn't." And to have anything for me to eat when I get home, I'm going to have to make these perch and bluegills. <laughs> anyway, so You'll have to, you know. So anyway, so just, yeah, we had a he nice day. Maybe the, rules yeah.
0: the nest like you do at your home, where he goes home if she, if she hasn't cooked him dinner. He says, "Get out there and clean the garage." Uh, no,
2: not exactly. Not exactly. Not, right. not exactly. No, I think she'd kick his butt. Uh, anyway, but I did go see her. I mean, and, and you know, his girlfriend—they've been together like ten years. Well, right? come on, she's let's, like my uh, let's, daughter-in-law. Well, let's—you you know, know, what's hey, he? What's hey, he waiting on now? Come now, on, wait dude. a minute. I—I I saw her this week. I got a haircut because she cuts my hair. She's the owner of that uh, Casa Grande, Casa Grande, where you yeah, get your, your salon you know, back waxed. Yeah, and uh, I said to her <laughs> this week when I was over there, I said, "Hey, Heather, when are you going to make an honest man out of my son?" <laughs> You know, turned it around. Right. yeah. Turned it around, yeah. Instead of making an honest woman, you know, when are you going to make an honest man out of myself? I think, you know? I think it's time Because she's a... she's more like my daughter-in-law, it, I mean, at it, this point,
0: you know, it's than anything else. time for a chicken else. dinner. <laughs> yeah. I want to oh. be invited to a chicken dinner. You yes. know, in Green Bay, that was what, you know, the thing. Everything in Green Bay growing up, sports banquets, uh, the, yeah. I think it was the Riverside, then there was Woodside Country Club, either your high school football, banquet, wrestling, track... All sports banquet. Yeah. The Green Bay All Sports yeah. Football Banquet. Yeah. Everything had a chicken dinner. Yeah, everything. And, and it was a table. They put you at a table and they bring in buck buckets of chicken. Yeah. And then they big big pots, you know, big bowls of potatoes. Yeah. And, and, coleslaw and, and whatever. Coleslaw yeah. And 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 uh dressing. And then you just pass it around and yeah. swap it on your yeah. plate. And weddings was the same thing. Yeah. So anytime a guy went out with a girl, you, you know, more than twice. You know, and you met him out, you just look at him and go, when's the chicken dinner? Yeah. You
2: know, well, yeah. Uh, yesterday I had a laugh. I He's had a, way overdue. I had to watch my 4-year-old grandson yesterday in the afternoon. So I get him from his bus, drops him off. Okay, so now. Well, anyway, I'm going to make this long story short. He wants to play f- football. He says he wants to play catch. He's got this little rubber football, and he wears right. a, a, like a catcher's mask. Right. Because he, he says it protects his teeth. In case he gets hit in the face with the football. So, smart little kid, I guess. I don't know. He got this catcher's mask from somebody.
0: He's going to be a pretty boy someday. Well,
2: anyway, yeah. Well, you don't but want Does his, he comb he doesn't his hair his... a lot, too? No, he don't have much hair. His dad gives him the high and tight short hair. Cut. I used to hate yeah. that. Dad well, I, would take you yeah. in and just give yeah. you a butch. He yep. called it. Yeah. Well, anyway. Oh, I hated that. So, we're going to play catch, football catch. He's joining the Army. This is what he wants to do. He said, and, and you reminded me of this when you said chicken dinner. Now, he stands in a corner, and then he says, "I'm gonna run," and then you throw me the ball. Mind you, he's only four years old. Now he saw his uncles and his dad playing catch football, where they <laughs> run for passes. That's what he wants to do. Right. So he'll start running, and You're you gotta, down and out. And then you got to throw the ball to him. So then, when and then if he if he catches it, he's got to roll to the ground. Or even if he doesn't catch it, he rolls to the ground, right? Just like the because he watches football on TV, and and he's watching his uncles, you know, catch the ball, roll to the ground. He catches the ball, rolls it on the ground, jumps up, and goes, "Winner, winner, chicken dinner."
0: <laughs> you know what? I, I was just cracking up. you right. You reminded me of I used when you throw the football to a little kid, right? Yeah. You tell them do a down and out, right? Yeah. You know what they do? They don't do a down <laughs> cut and out. They run and then they kind of angle a little bit and look over their shoulder. <laughs> So it's kind of a, a straight, deep pattern yeah. that curves. Yeah, right. And you tell them, no, go down and cut right. The little kids don't get yeah. that. No, they not. Did you not see not the uh, uh, NFL Network, I think, or one of them, ESPN, had a had a spoof where they, they actually went, they had Brett Favre on, and he was talking about that audible that he did to Jerry Rice on like his first pass from scrimmage when he threw that touchdown against the Patriots years ago. And it's interesting because Farb City was watching Andre Ryzen. Andre Ryzen. Andre yeah, Ryzen right. Yeah. Andre Ryzen. That's right. Based on So anyway, I said I guess I said Jerry Rice because he said he'd been watching film of previous Super Bowls all week. And he watched when Joe Montana called an Audible laser something. 59 Razor. 59 Razor. <laughs> rock, 59 <laughs> Razor. And, and he called it. Yeah. And that was the post to Jerry Rice where they yeah. scored a touchdown in a Super Bowl. So it was kind of like a deja vu type thing for Favre when he looked how the defense was set. It was the first time he'd actually called that audible, I think, too. He was worried whether Ryzen Ryzen would pick it up because he'd just been with the team shortly. So he thought, well, at least Antonio uh, Freeman will pick up on it. So when they showed a replay, and you can see Freeman checking to see that Ryzen's going on the post because if Ryzen hadn't, Freeman would have in any way through perfect touchdown. So then they did a spoof where they show Peyton Manning, and that guy's a funny guy, with a bunch of kids. And he's playing with these little kids, and he calls out, barks out the razor, the (laughs) uh, the audible call. And the little kid runs out and does just like I'm talking about, kind of does kind of that curse and he hits him in the back of the head with the ball <laughs> and knocks the kid and down. And he's yelling, he's like, get open. Get <laughs> he's open. going, come on. Do you want to he, lose? You, he's ripping on yelling and screaming at the kid. You That's know, funny. Come on, you. I don't know
2: what he called oh. the kid. It was really funny. Speaking of football, you guys, did you guys see the Monday night football game last week against uh, Detroit? Yeah. Okay. ESPN is really digging down deep in the bottom of the barrel when they hired Booger McFarlane. That guy, Booger, is got to be the worst. I'm, I'm. He didn't know what was going on in the game. He's talk, he's talking mid sentence. He just stops because he forgets what he's talking about, or or he realizes, oh, this is a different team. I mean, just, Booger McFarlane is terrible. Well, Don Meredith he's used garbage. to do that, but he was huh? funny. What's he's garbage? Yeah. Booger
4: McFraud, like that, that whole Monday night. Booth oh, that was is, terrible. Listen, and the guy with them, who was that guy? I never even heard of that guy. Joe Tessitore. He's done a lot oh, of Tessitore. He's yeah. done a lot of college. Um, I mean, yeah, you knew, college, you knew how bad the Monday night football booth was last year when Jason Witten, who was retired was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to playing NFL football, getting the hell beat out of me yeah. instead of getting fired here, instead of
2: getting millions of dollars being in a booth.
4: Well, they were going to fire him and he knew yeah. that. And yeah. Booger, I mean, I, it's not just the Packer game. I mean, I, I I listen to Booger oh, every week explain, oh, this is such great play calling. But well, why no. are they down four touchdowns? Like, he's just not. Booger,
2: yeah, he doesn't seem to know what the hell's going on on the field. He's a rough announcer. It's, he is terrible. It's a tough time. And, and it's, well, and of course, with a name like Booger, uh, <laughs> what do you well, expect?
0: I, 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 I just hate <laughs> listening to these guys with the cliches where they just, oh, uh, the hype and stuff. They, they say the same cliche, canned kind of comments all the time, you yeah. know. Yeah, You know, like it's yep. a two-minute drive. Over there. He's got oh, his oh, eyes no, like, down the field. Aaron Rodgers, he's yeah. been in this situation before. Yeah. This is a, you know, prime yeah. time. And, okay, all yeah. right already, guys. Yeah. He's got his eyes down they, the field. You know, I, of used, to, I used to <laughs> love, I'm old enough to love the original Monday night football. Part of oh, the magic yes. of Monday night football was, A, you could see football on Monday. Yeah. Monday night after, uh, you know, after football on Sunday, you had mm-hmm. Monday night football. Yep. Uh, and, B, you had Don Meredith. Yep. Frank Gifford and Howard Cosell. That was awesome. And then the favorite part was the halftime highlights where Howard Cosell would go through all these halftime highlights, and you're waiting for your team. You know, so if, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever, Ken Ellis of the Green Bay Packers ran a punt back for a touchdown, you got to normally see your team with one of those plays and Howard talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, so... It, it, it,
2: no, it was those were I liked that time of announcing, you know, that that Monday Night Crew and I also got such a kick out of uh ex-coach John Madden. Oh,
0: John oh, Madden, Madden was
2: great too. Madden was just he was so funny without trying to be funny. <laughs> he was great. One of the, his his best ones that he said yeah. was uh He was explaining, you know, how he had his little teleprompter thingy, you know, with the arrows. And he's he's pointing out, and he says, well, the running backs, you got got your three holes to run through. He says, they can go through the C hole, the B hole, but every now and then you got to take it over to the A hole. (laughs) It's like, what?
0: Well, the uh (laughs) –
4: Oh, no, he says, if, if the, the B-hole and C-hole ain't open. I might have to come back for one more week just to recut <laughs> no, that and absolutely roast you guys. Oh, I'm God. sending that to Sam well, it's,
2: been, it's been nice yeah. working
0: with That's, you, didn't there, <laughs> Nick? There, uh, move on.
2: He had, you know, well, anyway, he had a number of those guffaws, you know, that yeah, where they, he would they, say something.
0: Big, big guffaws.
2: Yeah, that yeah. he would say something that it was like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have said that on national TV. Well, <laughs> I,
0: there was, yeah, there's been worse, but... Uh, one, you know, Don, Mer- I was at a uh, actually the Green Bay football banquet years ago. I was there and, and Bart Starr spoke at it mm-hmm. and he was giving a story about uh, Don Meredith. Mm-hmm. And he said he said something about him getting on a helicopter with Don Meredith. And I can't remember the exact story, but he said Don Meredith is as funny in person as is, you know, is is on TV. He really yeah. was a funny guy. Yeah. But uh, there was one time years ago in Monday Night Football where it was a boring, boring game. I think, and one team was getting killed. There was hardly anybody Mm. in the stands. Somehow, sorry, Jets fans. Somehow, I want (laughs) to say it was a Jets game or a Cleveland game. And they flashed the camera onto some guy, Houston Oilers, who was kind of like dozing or whatever. And then he flipped off. He flipped off the The camera guy. And Don Meredith, without missing a beat, said, "He's saying we're number one, Howard. (laughs) Number one in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right away, Don Meredith." He instant, jumped right in there. Broadcast magic,
4: man. The ice bowl quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. But he did not have the best <laughs> touchdown pass of that game. That was Dan Reeves
0: off a of halfback Bad option, halfback Half option back. pass. Yeah. That's right. Dan Reeves uh, to what was it? Yeah, that's right.
7: What? Well, Bob
0: come... Hayes was in one wide receiver. Bullet Bob? Bullet Bob oh, Hayes. And, they, and the Packers picked up Herb Adderley and uh, Jeter picked up on the fact that anytime he went out for a pass, any play, if he had his hands tucked in his pants, they knew they didn't have to worry about covering Hayes because it wasn't going to him. Right. Yeah. So they they picked up on that. If yeah. he had his hands by his side, might yeah. go to him. Herb Adderley was actually the only uh the only one for the Green Bay Packers that Vince would let cover Bob Hayes one on one. And Bob Hayes was largely responsible for the uh promotion of the zone defense. Yep, He averaged like 22 yards a catch, I think, wow. one year. Yeah. Wow. He was the world's fastest human yeah. coming yeah. out of the Tokyo Olympics. In fact, he yeah. still might have ran the fastest 10-meter segment yeah. ever in the relay when he came back on the last leg and wow. U.S. won it.
2: Well, listen, when uh, when we come back, we're going to be playing the NFL football picking contest. We uh, Nick, we're going to need a line on the Packer game. We need a, a line on that. And all you gotta do, folks, is beat all beat us three or tie us. So in other words, it's pretty easy to win this. And what are you gonna win? You're gonna win a ten dollar gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. Now you've heard Bushy's ads for Curly's and they do a lot of stuff there, but trust me, folks, they got good food there. It's a nice atmosphere, very pleasant. You can it's the kind of place you can take your wife, even your kids, you know, and that it's a nice place.
0: My picture is on the wall there, Tom. It is? When we come back, Did I'll you, explain. But don't let
4: that discourage you. It is a nice place, we, we promise.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Hoor, hoor, that hoor, was a good hoor, one, hoor Nick. There. Well, worry, it's Nick. been good working with you, Nick, once oh, okay. you move along. <laughs> All
2: right, we're going to be Creep. right back. Give us a call at 799-1250. <laughs> That's 414-799-1250. Be a contestant and win a great prize. We'll be right back.
0: Two teams collided on a blustery November day. Field was... Okay, welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, 799-1250, we need a winner. We had Tim call in before and unfortunately did not win the Hornschwaggle. But now the next caller is virtually guaranteed to be a lucky wiener and get a $10 certificate. To Curly's Waterfront Pub, and I told you my, my picture's on the wall, Tom. Yeah, now why is, so what what's with that now? Well, there is one picture on the wall that the workers there used to joke was me. Uh, there's a picture of a, a like a GI with a helmet on okay. behind the bar, and he's got a, a cup of coffee, and he's smiling going, how about a nice big cup of shut the blank up and they always (laughs) like to say that looks like me so if you ever go they go bushy now now i'm older and grizzled i got a beard now it probably doesn't look like me but the actual picture of me uh above the door there's that giant picture uh painting of a muskie that was done by steve milliot uh the title of it was white jaw chester island muskie so you got Mm -hmm. chester island in the back you got the muskie leaping out of the water with the meps uh a uh, orange blade, black Mep's musky killer hanging out of its jaw, and in the background, there's a boat with a guy standing there fishing. That boat and that guy is me. Oh, okay. Steve did that picture, and, and cool. when he brought, when he came up with it, he goes, "Look at that! Who's that?" I go, "That looks like my boat." He goes, "That's you and your boat." So, that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. That so you kind of cool. see me in my old white Illumicraft. Yeah. And I used to always wear kind of like a hooded kind of. And, and Steve, you know, took me. So I, I always look up there and you, yep, that's me. That's cool.
2: I'm going to have to. I, I, next time I go out there, I got to make sure I look at that. It's so small you can hardly see me. Well, I sometimes miss kind of like that GI picture better. Yeah. All right, who do we have on the line? Oh, still looking up that point spread? Uh, okay. Next,
4: okay. All right, we have Kevin on the line. All, All right.
2: right. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing today? Hey, good. You, uh, I take it you must be a Packer fan, right? Yep. Have you ever been out to Curly's Waterfront Pub?
5: Uh, yeah. Well, what? I'm. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Yeah, well, after, that's a great time to go, especially when you're hungry. Uh, but you're going to get a, six, a ten dollar gift certificate because I know you're going to get. I know you're going to win. So, what's the point spread, Nick?
4: All righty, so current point spread here. We got primetime matchup. Packers against Chiefs Sunday night football. The Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes. That makes it the Packers minus four.
2: So they're given four points. So what do you think? Tim, Tim, right?
0: No. Green Bay. It's Kevin. No? Oh, Tom, Kevin, I'm sorry. It was
2: the Hornswoggle one. Uh, I'm sorry. Kevin likes Green Bay Given the points. And Nick, who do you like? Uh, I'll
4: take Kansas City at home, actually.
2: Okay.
0: And uh, Danny? I don't know, man. Uh, I'll go with Nick over here. Yeah, He's kind of a genius. Well,
2: <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna be the Homer and go with Green Bay. So basically, Kevin, you're a winner. You're gonna hey. you're gonna at least tie us no Good matter night. what. So you're you're gonna get a ten dollar gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. <laughs> Thank right? you. All right. Well, enjoy the game. All right. So will we? Okay. Bye now. Bye. And where was Kevin calling from? Kevin was from Greenfield. Oh, okay. Kevin. All our Greenfield. nice friends in Greenfield, listeners out over there. See, I keep a list. I got a list. I check it twice, just like Santa Claus. Anyway, um, well, there was something I wanted to uh, mention. Uh, Sunday night football. Now, I, you know I don't like the Packers playing on Thursday night. I don't like that. I, uh, other teams, that's fine, but not the Packers.
0: Everybody I hear talking lately it seems like nobody really likes – Thursday night football anymore. I don't mind other teams
2: watching other teams, but I just don't want the Packers on Thursday night football. That just screws up the whole week. Sunday, Sunday night, yes. What do you mean it screws up the week, for
0: them or for you? For me. (laughs) <laughs> you don't. Have, you're not For even. Me. You don't even have a job anymore. You're tired. What are you saying? It screws your it, night up. It, it just does. It's not like you're going out it to some does. happy hour bar till eleven uh, o'clock no, watching the God, game and no, have to get I up at six that. on Friday. No, I never do that. What's it? Okay. Never do that. Right, anymore. Screws it up for Tom Newbar. Well, yeah, that's I'm right. sure that you know if you contact the NFL, <laughs> they'll get right yeah. on that yeah. for you, Tom. I'll, I'll call. What's in between what? calling the DNR call about putting the launch what? on North Lake? Yeah,
2: yeah Speaking of that, they'll listen to you.
0: Speaking. Of, of, I'm
2: glad you brought that up. <laughs>
0: well, I'm not now.
2: Where the hell is that launch on North Lake? You think they'd have it built by now? They've only had what five years, six years to build it? It's been ten
0: and, years, Tom,
2: or ten years, whatever it's been. And and what about? Uh, what about buying some property on uh, Lake LaBelle, getting rid of that stupid 28-inch size limit on walleyes? I mean, that's that's a that's a joke and a half. That's a farce. You're going to get me fired up, Danny. Keep talking about that stuff. Going to get me going. And when are they going to put uh, some kind of size limit on the Bay of Green Bay with Northern Pike? So DNR says, oh, just take whatever you want out of there, even though they could grow some monsters. Just take whatever they, you they want. This
4: is good. Take notes for your costume tonight, Danny. You just got to start. What are they going to put? Ah, go.
0: <laughs> the ranting and raving. I'll I'll get in the corner, and I'll I'll start ranting and raving. I'll be like the robot on Lost yeah. in Space with my yeah. arms yeah. waving yeah. all yeah. around, around. Will when you Robbins. go, and yeah. Will Robertson. Yeah. And so on, on like-
2: trick-or-treat night when those kids come walking up to the door, hey, you kids, get
0: off my lawn. All right, can we get serious for a second here? Sure, let's get serious. Here's a serious, interesting topic I wanted to talk about. Have you been following the uh, story about the uh, gal, I believe it was in Upper Michigan, was up at her cabin, and she has disappeared? No. Oh, I think I heard something about it. Why don't you remind me? Yeah, apparently some gal was at the cabin. Yeah, Was she alone? She was alone at the time. Now, the story was that her... Boyfriend had been there with her, but he'd driven back and was back in the city or whatever. But she was there, and she's going to kind of work on the cabin, probably work on the deer stands, kind of getting ready for hunting. And at like two a.m. in the morning or whatever, she called. She didn't call nine one one. She called uh, like her friend or something, or her sister or something, and said um, and she was hysterical and that she wasn't needed help. And apparently, the authorities. This cabin must not have been too far off the beaten path or there yeah. was a uh, cop down the country road taking a nap after having a donut because they were there in 13... Oh,
2: now we're going to get phone calls from the police. Oh, I, once again, <laughs> we're I want to
0: thank <laughs> the police officers. They know we're on our side. And he's just making a joke. Make sure joking. you pull over a gray van when he leaves and get him for speeding. That'll be that'll be Tom. Um, but... Anyway, uh anyway, the police were there in yeah. like thirteen minutes and yeah. her purse was there, all her stuff was there, uh, but not a trace. Now was this uh related to like a bear attack or something? No. No. No, there's no, just... no they didn't find any bear tracks there. Alien, bear alien, atta- alien attack. Well, I don't know, but she get abducted. Uh, all of a sudden all of a sudden they didn't she's just gone. And they suspect, of course, foul play. And they've of been course. searching the woods, and with I think they got dogs and everything. They're searching. The only thing I wondered about when I first read it, and then later I read about it again. The second time I read that they did say that the boyfriend was a person of interest. Ah, uh, usually is. You wonder whether did he really go back down to the city or uh, something? You know, that's because that I guess was the story. Maybe he did, you know, but uh, I, apparently they're questioning, but you know, it's interesting, you know, you're up in a cabin all by yourself. And I I you know, I got the cabin up in the uh, the wealthiest state up on mm-hmm. you and know that's in the middle of nowhere. Middle of, yeah, in yeah. uh, middle of nowhere and woods everywhere. And I, I think about you are in a cabin by yourself. I do lock the door and guess what? I, I got a loaded firearm right next to me. Yep. Right where I can reach out from my bunk and grab it. Because you never know. What if some crazy person just yep. Showed up in the middle of nowhere. You know, there's enough crazy killers running around out there. Uh, Some meth heads. Well, you know, that's the other thing a guy wonders about, too. What if you're walking through the wood in the middle of nowhere, and which I do often, let me tell you, some of the land I own is in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Some thick stuff. What if all of a sudden you walk up and there's some strange people, you come around the corner and they spot you.
2: Yeah, because they say those meth labs are always out in the middle of the woods somewhere.
0: So a guy really yeah. ought to be, uh, unless it's not a... not just for bear protection. A guy really ought to be carrying, anytime he's out mm-hmm. in the woods. I don't care whatever. And
2: un- unless you're watching Breaking Bad, then they were out in the desert.
0: <laughs> I you... don't go into
2: deserts. Did, too have much, you ever Tom? seen that show, Breaking Bad? Um, yeah, it, I saw some part of it. That's a great series. You got to watch the whole five years, man. It it, it is good. And I finally did you watch watched El Camino. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I. It there were good i mean there were some very funny parts and i like the old guy who owns the shop uh it was robert was, forster yeah he was on that sitcom with uh uh what's it called uh we'll uh
4: we'll give you the answer when we come back uh,
2: the Edge Outdoors. Dad, Show all right, right yeah. i'll tell you when um, we come back he's dan bush i'm tom uh, Newbauer. Uh, nick Bodie's last day yeah, here yeah. we'll be right back here on the skipper buds cutting edge outdoors <laughs>
0: welcome back to the skipper bud's cutting edge outdoors 7991250 if you what? have a hunting or fishing report yeah and here
2: here's a number to call got to ask the the technicians over at smokies what what are you looking at there um anyway it's that tim allen tv show when we were talking about before he, the guy who plays tim allen's father in that tv show home improvement yeah uh that that's the guy who
4: Robert Forster. Yeah, he yeah, just he, died. El Camino is his last movie. Oh, oh really? Yeah, he just passed away.
0: I
2: mean, he is such a good character actor, yeah. and he was really good in that movie. He's great he,
0: in Jackie Brown. Yeah. Well, are you talking El Camino, the one with Clint Eastwood? No, 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 no. This no.
2: is the one after Breaking Bad. It's like what happens to Jesse afterward, and and there's some very funny moments in it, you know. But I mean, it's it, some of it's a little slow, but there's some good, really good stuff in it
4: though. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, was okay. Who is this person and why am I calling? Them? Oh, that's Smokey's Muskie Shop. Is this cutting
0: edge outdoors or is this yeah. the Joe's movie review? We're gonna. We're gonna. What's d- going on here? We got a few questions. When, we got uh, a few questions. Now, la-
2: yeah, last got Sunday
0: when I was out fishing, a few problems but, with you yeah, people. Yeah.
2: The water temperature, depending on the time of day and where we were, was between fifty-five and a half and fifty-seven. Okay, so that was the range it was in.
0: The uh, water when I, I was out Sunday as well. Thomas, and uh, when I launched on the far east end, it was 50 degrees. Oh, get this. So I got my last guy job of the year on Sunday. I was supposed to do it the previous Sunday, but my mama didn't raise no fool. It was windy and cold that previous Sunday. Terrible. So we nixed it, and we decided to uh, reschedule, which was a a brilliant move because, as you stated, it was beautiful last Sunday. So I talked to the guys at Beachside Boat & Tackle. And they're taking out all their peers. I said, Hey, uh, I've got a guy job tomorrow. You, is that pier still going to be in there? And the kid goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be in for a long time yet, eh? And uh, it wasn't. Oh, so I come no. back from Curly's Waterfront. One, <laughs> I went down the road to Waterfront. I don't know. I was doing, hanging out, watching some sports on TV. And I come back. I look out, what do I don't, what do I not see? The pier. The pier. The <laughs> pier's gone. So, But they had one of their boats on a lift, and they had their big barge t- by that. Yeah. So that was my pier the next day. Fortunately, okay. I was able to pull up and launch right there. Wow. Well, one thing's for sure is the piers are always
2: in over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle but you know Shop what? at the launch. Things
0: are not always as they appear. Yeah, it's uh, very funny. All right, let's get oh, to so our who guests. do we have on the line?
4: We have Rick on the
0: line.
5: Oh, good. Hey, good morning, Rick. Morning, Tom. Morning.
0: Yeah. Dan, how are yeah, you doing? Sorry, to, sorry to wake you up, Rick. Tom insisted on oh, calling. Yeah. I,
5: I am not uh, I am not sleeping. I am actually pretty busy. All pretty right. busy, well, okay. you got a lot of people coming in? We'll make it quick. In. He's dipping suckers Tom. Yeah, are a lot yeah. of people
2: <laughs> buying suckers.
5: Yes, they are. Yeah, it's a rhetorical what what,
2: what did you hear is the water temperature now this weekend?
5: Uh Right around 42, 43.
2: Wow, it dropped a lot yeah. since last since last week. And wow.
5: 38 was the one I heard from a guy yesterday on the east end. I don't know if it's that cold, but.
2: Yeah. And have you been. Uh, guys Go out and come... take a
0: leak and then come back and tell us. Yeah. Have, okay. have guys yeah.
2: been uh, coming in bragging about some fish they've caught or seen?
5: Uh, there was a, a young kid, uh, eight years old yesterday, got one walleye fishing, 47 and a half.
2: Walleye fishing, I suppose you had light line, right?
5: Light line, took them about 20 minutes to get her in. Actually, a buddy of mine helped them net it.
2: Wow, that's awesome.
5: Yeah, there's been been quite a few big fish caught lately. There's been, you know, four or five 50s caught the last month.
2: And they're catching a lot of walleyes too, I hear. Yep. Yeah, and some legal ones too.
5: Yeah, yeah, they're having a lot of fun. Um, All over, weed edges, cribs.
2: Yeah. Well, we don't want to take up too much of your time. I heard somebody walk in or walk out. I heard the oh, bell heard go. The bell ring.
5: Didn't yeah, you?
0: we heard the bell ring. You got customers, so.
5: Well, suckers are going. I had a couple guys yesterday grabbing the biggest ones I had.
0: Yeah. Are they grabbing like the twenty-two inchers or the?
5: Yeah, I had one that was about four pounds. The guy drooled over <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I so. think he
2: was taking that home to put on the grill.
5: <laughs> well, if he's not going to catch a fish, at least he has something for a snack later. You there got you that go. right,
2: buddy. Well, Rick, thanks for taking a few minutes' time with us. We appreciate it. No
5: problem. They've got plenty of meat, so if anybody's looking, got plenty of meat in the shop.
2: And we'll see you at (laughs) Pado. All right. (laughs) All right. See you. Bye. Sunday afternoon. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. Yeah, I I, I don't see Rick anymore because he goes on a different day than I do. Right, we don't Rick need to hear. His wife. Listen, we don't don't need to hear about your two
0: addictions that you guys have. I got you a know, lot of addictions. You might either. have it, but don't drag us down in your private hell, buddy. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, the water was fifty degrees when I launched Sunday. Okay, and then by the time I was on the uh, far west end, sun coming up later, it was like I want to say fifty five, maybe yeah. even fifty seven. I mean, it there was a change. Yeah, it was. You know,
2: because well, we didn't get out until like. Noon or so, so that's about when we were first saw a lot of boats. Yeah.
0: Saw a lot of boats fishing. Everybody and their brother was out there, and then of course by eleven thirty, pre Packer game time, most yeah. everybody clears yeah. off. I didn't see any nets going in the water. Um, from talking to the guys the day before, you know some of the best fishermen in the lake uh, struck out on Saturday during that tournament. So I didn't feel too bad because we actually had action from three fish amazingly the sucker didn't really get only once the sucker took off like crazy. And yeah. I know something had to be sure sniffing it. <clears throat> and actually when I tried to turn the boat boat and go back in that area, there were a couple boats working the area. Oh. One guy got on the trolling motor and shot ahead right away. So I think they were, I think they were kind of guarding their territory oh, there. Okay. Um, so they must've seen some action or something going yeah. on. So we, mo- we maneuvered on down Um I've got a super secret deluxe bait, which nobody on the lake is using. And the first, uh, I had the client throwing it. The first time, a uh, little tiny, little 20-inch muskie came in. He hit it like three times. He was trying to grab the back end of the bait. Uh-huh. Um, then, uh, let's see what happened later. We had one, and I'll tell you what. You try and tell people to figure eight, Tom. I know. They forget. They, or they don't. You tell figure eight they swoosh it their rod back and forth in the water. So this muskie comes in behind it. And it wasn't a big (laughs) one, right? But he goes, it's going, it's gonna try and eat it, and all of a sudden he swooshes the lure back in the other direction, and the muskie's like which way did it go? And then a, it does a, it does a 180, and it goes back and tries to grab the lure and he swooshes it back the other way and the husky's looking at which way did it go? So finally <clears throat> it, when it lost its its bearings it went over by the other other guy and it actually, you know, kind of went over by his bait but it ended up not hitting but right. you know, it was a it, fish was trying to buy, yeah. trying its darnest yeah. to get a hold of the bait.
2: I got to tell you, Danny, you reminded me I had these guys on Pewaukee years ago when I was guiding, and I had these guys out, and, you know, you tell them about the figure eight, blah, 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 okay. Well, sometimes they forget, or like you say, they, they just go back and forth. Well, this guy, he's pulling it one way as it's first coming in, right? Muskie's behind it, and instead of doing a figure eight, he takes the rod right back in the opposite direction and hits the muskie in the nose with the rod. Well, that muskie took off like a fireball. <laughs> I mean, he hits it in the nose. It's like... You're not
0: supposed to hit so the muskies here, here's, with the rod. So here's, here's, you know, I just had a had an idea. What yeah. if a guy were to, before you even take him on the lake, get like a an old piece of crap long rod, right? Yeah. Put a piece of, I don't know, chalk on the end of it, have them stand in the pavement and say, now take your rod tip and draw a figure eight on the pavement. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With and rod, and when yeah. they first go back and forth, they'd be able to see the lines yeah, that they're making yeah, swooshing yeah. back and say, does that look like an eight?
3: Yeah, right. Does
0: that look like a figure yeah, eight? Or if, does that look like a line going yeah, back and right. forth or a half circle? Right, or circle. not
2: even an eight. They could just make a big circle, you know, and something, even, something other than going back and forth. So they can and
0: visualize and
2: good what idea. they're doing
0: the other thing is yeah. you know they always have people have like four feet of line out when they're and they don't have the the control too. exactly so no control makes makes it difficult but i mean yeah you know i did the same thing when i started it's just a matter of learning Everybody and getting does. practice yeah. getting practice doing it but it is kind of comical when you watch it a, is the muskies coming on in and well,
2: uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that danny we got somebody on hold right now but we'll take them right after the break so holder whoever you're you know, whoever you are, just hold on. Danny Bush and Tom Newbauer will take care of you when we yeah, come back. Yeah. All right? All right, let's go to a break right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan.
0: Oh, we got a caller, right? Yes. Yeah. Let's go to our caller. Right. Go to our caller, Tom. Who do we
4: have? We have Dennis.
2: Hey. Oh, is this uh, our Boulder Junction Connection? Good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. Our Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction Connection, calling us live from Boulder Junction, Wisconsin.
8: Yes, sir. And that's a beautiful morning. The skies are, are bright, and it'll be a good day to go out fishing if you're up here. So.
2: Yeah, sounds like it. So what else is new up there?
8: Well, right now, muskie action is fantastic, and i got a question for Dan in a minute here, but muskie action is, is real good right now. They're getting some nice fish, and uh, our biggest problem is suckers. They're uh, That's a premium right now to find suckers. Uh, they're using a lot of suckers, and walleye action is just about to start at 20, I'm going to say 18 to 22 feet of water is where I'm finding them. Yeah. And, uh, slow bite, but uh, they're going to pick up now with the water cooling down. We're getting down to about 47 degrees, so it's just about there. So walleye actually is really going to be real sharp here pretty quick. So we're looking forward to that, and the weather is nice. It's quit raining for a while. I know I was just down in Milwaukee a couple of days ago. And you guys got a lot of water down there too. So oh yeah, we I got hot water. A,
0: I got a brilliant uh, business idea, Dennis. Me and Tom are going to get a van. We're going to go buy all the suckers at Smokies <laughs> down here, and uh, and hit the vape shop while we're at it. We're going to drive up and sell combination vape suckers <laughs> out of a van in a back alley up there and make a fortune. Hey, how much can we get for them suckers? I'll right
8: come. now, they're they're paying a premium for them. I know there was a. I got a story this morning from one of our guides that said that. Some guys brought some suckers up with them. They had about $100 worth of suckers and there wasn't many of them. And they put them in a live well and they didn't realize there was a hole in the live well. And
3: oh, had,
8: no. Yes. And they got out to go fish in the morning and the suckers were gone.
3: <laughs> oh, no.
8: So they lost over $100 worth of suckers to the. Oh, I'm sure a muskie's going to eat them someplace. Oh, I got to oh, wow. feed the fish.
0: Oh, that, that's, uh, I that's mean, a bummer. I, I remember years ago. When I used to fish Silver Lake out here, I lived in Kenosha. I had a little boat. I actually did catch a 37 incher on a sucker out there and lost some others. But I went to stop, and Highway 50, there's a bait shop just west of Kenosha. I forget the name, and they have great, great golden shiners and sometimes chubs, but they didn't have any suckers. I had to drive across the border into Illinois to buy suckers one fall day because they were yeah. totally out.
2: Well, right now, I know they're about eight to 10 dollars, depending on where you go for a sucker, and the bigger ones, if you get a real big one, those probably cost 12.:
8: You know well, they're, they're expensive, yes, and they are they're at least eight dollars or up. eight dollars is a starting price. So
0: you know uh, when your suckers cost four, do, four, four times as much as your beers do up there <laughs> in the Northwoods, they cost too much. Oh, wow. <laughs>
8: You got that right. You don't tell your wife what they cost. That's for sure. No.
2: Yeah. So. May, maybe maybe they can catch some big chubs. You know, and start selling yep. those.
8: And you know, it's amazing. You'll be walleye fishing, and you'll you'll occasionally you'll get onto a muskie. And sometimes they're as big as forty inches or better. And you're using a big uh, fat head or yeah, or, or, or chub, a chub head, right? Minnow.
0: Yeah, so, so some, you never know what they well, might be. Well, some walleye you know? fishermen on Pewaukee, got 8-year-old kid, got a 47-inch muskie this week. I'm guessing they were probably using a little small live bait, yep, too. Yep, yep,
8: And that happens. That happens. So but anyway, we're going to try her today. This afternoon, I'm going to try and get out. I got back here, and I, uh, I had to get out of the city. It's just too much traffic down there for me. I'm not
2: used to <laughs> yeah, you're used to being up north there. Yeah, oh, yeah, you got that right. Oh, man. Are you at the restaurant right now?
8: Right now I'm at the restaurant, and we had one of your listeners up here a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Uh, and he was—he and his wife now have been coming up here on a regular basis. Once we get both you guys up here, I maybe we'll get you up here a little more often.
2: Well, so. next year I'm able to do it. Yeah. Without okay. a
0: doubt. Guaranteed. Uh, we're, he he we're told his wife well in advance. Yep. Yeah. I let her know. Hey, what was your question? You said you had a question you were going to ask so, me?
8: How many times are you bringing in your your? you're muskie fishing and how many times in the afternoon three o'clock you've been fishing all day and you're supposed to be figure eight and you don't figure eight and then all of a sudden you see a big shadow behind the boat it, that's hap- happened to more than once.
0: it happens
2: all the time yep yeah. matter of fact i was uh i was telling danny how I was i was out last sunday with my oldest son and he had a follow-up from a muskie and that's exactly what happened exactly thing he's reeling in he starts to lift up his lure and he looks down he goes oh shoot he he used a different word he said he says oh (laughs) shoot there's one and sure enough he's laying right by the boat it followed it up but he never was paying attention or something and then it was gone yep so you're right dennis it happens you gotta pay attention
8: we all get lazy towards the end of the day yes
2: we do all right dennis thanks for calling
8: Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you later. We'll give you reports in a couple of weeks here how things are going. All right. All thank right. you,
2: Dennis. That, that was Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction connection. Yeah, Danny. Just what he was saying. That and and this wasn't at the end of the day. That happened right away when we got out there. He wasn't paying attention.
0: Oh, <laughs> there's no excuse to not do that <laughs> oh, immediately. I know.
2: I know. You got it. You got it.
0: And, and in that clear water, he should have seen know, it coming it was, a mile oh, away. I
2: know he was. He just. I don't know what he was looking at, but. He certainly wasn't paying attention to behind his bait. That's for sure. Because yeah, it was very clear water,
0: real clear. Out. The, 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 walk is a really clear the, lake. The other common thing for people to do is they see a muskie coming from a long ways away and they actually slow up. They yeah, go, you don't want to do that. There's one and they slow up and get like like you're like, like it's your deer. Be- Like you're deer hunting, and all of a sudden you're getting all stealthy and stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Let's make it easier for the muskie to bite. Yeah, no. Just keep going.
0: Just keep going. going. if anything. Speed up on it. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, gee whiz. Oh, well, that happens, though. And uh, talking to some other people, too, uh, uh, walleye fishing is is good this time of year, as it always is. Uh, And, you know, it's funny. You find, like you were saying, fewer and fewer boats out, especially during a Packer game. Yeah. so as a matter of fact we were we were out fishing during the Packer game I forego the game and we were you know out fishing we had a radio with us we were listening
0: right. well we we, uh, we fished till two o'clock as well
2: okay well we fished till told it was almost oh it was almost sundown the one thing that drives me nuts on some of these boat launches uh upper and lower in the mob and have this type of launch Oconomowoc does I'm sure there's other ones that you only have one side of the dock to put in and take out. One right. side of the dock. And now we, we just surmised. It was a bigger uh, runabout boat, and we surmised that it was people who lived on the lake and were taking their boat out at the end of the year because the guy drove was driving the boat up the river to the launch, and he happened to be in front of us, which sucked. Anyway, and the wife met him, all right, with the right. trailer. So, But she parked up on the hill, so... He, he ties up his boat real good, takes time tying it up to the dock, and we're waiting, you know, you're managing the current, trying to stay where you are, you know. And then he brings it down, and as soon as he put his trailer in the water, I said to my son, oh, this guy's going to have a problem. It's going to take him forever. He had his trailer way too far in the water. Right. And then he tries pulling the boat up, and he's got these big boots on, these boots that are going up to his knees. And so and we're watching this because sometimes it can be quite, quite comical. And he's trying to get the, the boat uh, straight on the trailer, but because he's so deep, the back end of the boat keeps swinging away. <laughs> it keeps swinging off the trailer. I felt like hollering, pull your trailer out of the water a little bit. You win way too far, but you know, you can't always tell people what to do, well, otherwise oh, No, get you mad. do all the time, Tom. No, no, I can't I believe don't, you didn't I, say No, anything. I don't. I don't anymore. I don't do that anymore. You give up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I stopped that years ago because people, get they get mad at you if you just try to help them. Well, anyway... And sure enough, it took this guy twenty minutes to get his 20 trailer minutes on there straight to get that boat on there. And he's and he's standing in the water. He's standing on the trailer. This is why he's got these tall boots on. Uh, and and then he's got his wife trying to do it. He's trying to pull the boat out, and the boat is on a forty-five degree angle on the trailer. And and then his wife's hollering at him, and then he's got to back it back in, try to. Oh my goodness! I, was, <laughs> I felt like throwing something.
0: It was fun. Well, well yes. Tom, fishing yeah. uh you know it's kinda of time, you know, we'll get calls for musky fishing yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh it's time to switch gears into the uh the bow hunting now. Yeah. prime time. Big deer hunting. The time big hunt now. gun seasons a month from now. So I'm yep. sure we're gonna be uh Getting some calls. Hopefully and, we hear from, uh, what is that, Keen? Keen is it Keen? Keen? He called this morning while well, you were, yeah, he I got called. back in yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, hopefully we get a report yeah.
2: of a big buck shot by him. And, uh, and of course, ice fishing right around the corner. So, anyway, Danny, that's all I got until next week. Yep, that's all I got.
0: To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Go shoot some bucks, my friends. Catch a muskie. We'll talk to you